0: The Gold Card Podcast is brought to you by the Esports Department. Gain access to the tools, projections, and analysis trusted by the best for League of Legends and Counter Strike Global Offensive. Join today at (laughs) theesportsdepartment.com. Welcome to episode 98 of the Gold Card Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Vince Kalati, at Gelati LOL on Twitter. With me tonight, the usual crew. We've got Chris Chung at Prime LOL.
1: <clears throat> Guys, I was today year old when I found out that Neil is actually Asta. I don't know how I missed that. So today
0: I learned, right? <laughs> We've got John George at the Esports Plug. How are we doing, everybody? With the best background ever, if you're watching this live on Twitch. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash the esports department. And we've got Josh Roberts at Roberts Number 49 on Twitter. That cannot unmute his mic, apparently. It's a working on screen. On mute, on there you, there it is. Sorry. I lost my, uh, my view. Sorry. There you go. There you go. Um, so... LEC, regular season's done. LCS, uh, first part of the regular, the full season regular season is done. LEC playoffs start next week for spring. LCS, mid-se- I'm going to call it the mid season invitational playoff or the MSI playoff because it's not playoffs for the full season. Just a rem- reminder for people. So that starts on fr- uh Saturday. We've got Week 9 and 10 left in both the LCK and the LPL. we got a uh, playoff picture starting to come into form, co- starting to calcify a little bit here in those leagues. And we got a couple of news pieces we're going to touch on. So, um, I guess before we jump into this, uh, any anything, anything crazy this weekend? Any matches that stuck out to you as good ones? Any uh, underperformances or performances? I'm going to call John a god here. I'm going to bow down to him right now because the uh, – Forces of the Universe informed him about JDG, and he was not wrong
2: on that one. They smashed. Sometimes when you know,
0: you know. Yeah. There's something to that,
2: man. I, I played know. a Poker Pot like an hour ago in this fun game that I'm playing in. This guy raised like $30, and I just said, I appreciate this money you're about to give me, and then just called him with 5-8, and then flopped two pair and got all his money. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you're such an asshole. <laughs> sometimes you just know. You just know it's coming. <laughs>
0: Josh, Chris, what about you guys? How was your uh, your weekend in League of Legends esports and elsewhere? If anything else happened,
3: yeah. If you guys follow the show, you probably know that I never play Invictus Gaming slates, and uh, I played an Invictus Gaming slate, so I didn't. You know, Oof. my weekend was ruined. Oof. the classic. You know, I, it was actually hilarious. I stayed up all night watching the game, and I texted you know one of our one of our more loyal viewers who I also secretly hate. And also secretly love. It's a real weird relationship, big kev. And I was like, kev, you'll never guess what I did today in DFS. And he's like, what? And I was like, I played Invictus and Afrika, which are both teams <laughs> I just absolutely hate. And of course, they both lost. It was just, meant to be. <laughs> it was meant to be. Like there was never any hope for me to win that day. But you know, I tried to break the curse. Oh man, what
0: about you, Chris? How was your weekend?
1: Uh, on the other hand, I think uh, Crown Shot just gained another fan for helping me get a. My first ever $1 solo takedown. Ooh, got the same. It yeah, I did see that. that.
0: I did see that. Uh, was it, I didn't see the actual lineup. I'm going to pull this <clears> up right <throat> now, actually.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a fantastic, like, well, it's fantastic for me. But it's a solo takedown. I feel good about it. Just putting yeah. a single bullet and Vitality Rogue stack for the last day. Uh, I really should have just continued hammering like Fnatic was going to lose the whole weekend. Because that's what they've been doing. They remind me so much of last year's. I think yeah. it was a struggle. that either win the weekend or they lose the weekend, and they only had one split, the whole split, <laughs> one one. <laughs> oh, here's the
0: lineup. I pulled the the lineup up now. Yeah, Crowny got you there. It was good. It's a good lineup. I didn't actually look at the lineup. I just I saw I saw you I saw you hit it hit it with the silver bullet. That's that's the best feeling. Is the unique single entry. Oh, feels so absolutely feels so good. I can
1: retire. I can retire. <laughs> I'm gone. I think, I, I think I've only
0: done that, like, a couple times, maybe, like, over the over many years. So that's uh, – always feels good. Always feels good. Um, we got a couple little news pieces. I think the – the I don't want to call it the elephant in the room, but the big one that just popped in the last couple of days is that the LDL, and I guess is the theme of John's background here – The LDL, which is the uh, developmental league for the LPL, which is like the LPL's academy league, more or less. It's like an extended version, uh, is going on hiatus. It is suspended until further notice for, quote, restructuring. Uh, It's not... (laughs) I'm hesitant to report it officially or anything, because they haven't come out and said anything. But just a couple news reports have basically said third parties being brought in to investigate match fixing and a bunch of other different scandals that are going on. The report I was reading was from it was, TJ sports is the organization that runs the LDL. It's a separate, um, I don't think they have part in the LPL anymore. If I'm remembering correctly. So, um, I'm just double checking that. Yeah. They're, they're not involved in the LPL. I any- know oh, they are. They do organize the LPL as well. So they're bringing a third party in to investigate management coaches, um, contact with players, uh, a lot of this is stemming from a bunch of match fixing allegations. Also, a couple teams, uh, either no showing or not reporting substitutes correctly. Just a lot of like stuff that's either shady or just like like terrible management and organization in general. So they are putting the whole thing on holds indefinitely. They they haven't said how long it's going to be. So um, yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know how much more we're going to go into this because like that's about all the details we
2: have. Any comments on this? Yeah, I mean, we've the LDL has definitely been a place that has been like a focal point of cheating scandals. Um, we've definitely heard a number of things over the years from the LDL. China, as most people know, is kind of probably one of the worst markets at the moment when it comes to like possible cheating scandals and stuff like that. Uh, so... It seems like they want to clean it up, make it make it much more professional in in many ways, not just cheating scandal stuff. But like you said, you know, they want to make sure the teams are acting professionally and having correct rosters and treating their players correctly. And and that's good. I mean, that's all stuff we want to see in the scene. So it seems like it's an overall good thing. And it isn't even though I focused on the cheating scandal thing here. It's uh, that's definitely not like the entire thing of what they're trying to do there. They're just trying to make it very professional and not a super amateur league. They want to be able to have companies put money into the LDL. And money into talent development, and in order to do that, you need a pretty professional system down yeah, there. So my,
0: my guess would be that that it was starting to get to the point where like maybe sponsorships were backing out because they didn't want to have anything to do with this kind of thing. And like I'm sure there's stuff that we're not privy to. Maybe there was more going on that we just haven't, wasn't reported, or we haven't heard about, or there wasn't a suspension served or anything like that. But yeah, I, I think it can only be,
3: really be a good thing. Josh, Chris, thoughts? Yeah, I kind of just holding judgment until we get more more detail on it but hopefully yeah i mean i don't think it's if they thought the league wasn't up to standards and going taking the effort to fix it i think is always going to be a good thing
1: i don't have too much thoughts since i don't follow the the scene too much but it's certainly hopeful that if they do clean it up in the proper way that it will be better for talent development yeah
0: agreed um this was kind of a meme news piece that we put on our itinerary here, but uh Bando was removed from the global contract database.
2: John, your thoughts? The biggest the biggest run it down player in the history of EU Masters <laughs> might not be making an appearance this year. Uh that was one of the most like Bando's teams were some of the most like insane stories of like a team absolutely like doing fantastic and crushing despite the fact that one of their players was like clearly running it down every day. <laughs> <laughs> and so so this is a uh, is probably good news. I mean, I don't want to shit on the guy, man. If Bando's out there listening to the podcast, I'm sorry, Bando. I know you're trying your best, but uh, yeah, not was, good was, looks, not uh, good yeah, looks. It was not, it was not great looks in the U Masters for Bando. I'm not super surprised to see that he's uh, been removed from the contract database. The guy's got
0: a decent amount of experience. You got to think somebody maybe picks picks him up for a chance, right? Or maybe he's just done. It
2: yeah, started. I mean, and he is a guy. I mean, he's like the mini, mini, mini version of the shy. Like he could smash. There were some Bando Smash games throughout the history, but he also, you know, had some games where you're just like, "What the hell is this fucking clown doing?" <laughs>
0: so. Doing a little Niles impression, I see huh? "Oof,
1: too soon." Yeah, I don't want to go too soon. Too well, soon. import That's him smart. to the NA. Import him to NA. him right come to NA
0: and just obliterate everybody. Be like, "Oh, <laughs> what were we thinking?" Right? Like this. Um, Speaking of of EU Masters, by the way, we've got EU Masters starting up on the 29th. I think the main event isn't until, like, the middle of April, right? But the qualifiers the yeah. and stuff will be on the 29th. So
2: DraftKings has said that they're not going to do slates for the preliminaries either, which kind of sucks. They have in the past some years. I think they didn't do it last time, but in the times before that they had. But uh, at least we'll get the main event in yeah.
3: DraftKings.
0: That will be good. That will be, be something to, to kind of hold us over when – because uh, by then, LCS and LEC playoffs will be done. Well, playoffs – The LCS and LEC will be done and just waiting for MSI. And then um, that'll be like in the midst of playoffs for the LCK and the LPL. So it'll be a good good little extra thing to have going on uh, while we wait for MSI, essentially. So that's kind of cool. And I didn't have anything else. Uh, Any other news or just interesting things you've seen to pick up on this week that I forgot to list here? Uh, There wasn't really – there was another development in the – the copyright striking for the VOD review channels, uh, Epic skillshot got his channel just gone. So if, if you,
3: if, Oh, go ahead.
0: So, I mean, from what I was reading, like he's going to appeal it. And, uh, that's like all I know. But, uh, you know, I was, I was having, you know, I guess we could, we, t- we kind of talked about this before, but I was having a conversation. You guys, you guys know Adam Locke, right? <clears throat> I was having a conversation with Adam about it, and I was like, this is just free money. Make it, like, $20 for the season to just have extensive access to the VOD library and pay him, you know, 60000 a year. Clearly this dude has a system for it. You know, like, clearly this guy has a system to have the VODs up, like, in minutes after the games are done. So find out what he's doing, pay him, and then just take it on for your own. It's free money. Also, you could, like... I was saying, you, this is like free... You could do like on this day seven years ago. And just put it right smack in the... Like, you know the little thumbnails they have in the client? Here we go. This is free marketing. Right. Hire me for your marketing department for just this one thing. I'll take a bonus. That's fine. And you never have to talk to me again. Just put a little thumbnail. It's like this day in, in lolly eSports history. And put a match that happened or a couple highlights that happened on that day or something like that. Or... Just like this week in history or something And put like a big important match From you know, years past And be like hey if you want to check the VODs for this Check out our extensive VOD library That we have every match ever played In
2: Yep I agree uh,
0: It just seems so free to me Like I, It's so frustrating That they don't have something like this in place It drives me up the so, a
3: wall I don't know if you saw Maybe you didn't But the LCK did start <clears throat> offering VODs On their YouTube channel
0: yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, the no, the problem isn't that like the, they actually the whole esports stuff does have vods on, it. it just takes forever to get them up. That's the problem. Mm, and the website I, itself half of them don't even work.
1: Yeah, that that, I, that crap thing is crap.
3: Yeah, it was um I think I I don't remember I I saw Tim7 he was in response to a tweet about it, but he was basically saying this is a good step in filling the void that was left. So, I yeah. generally trust his judgment. I didn't look too deep into it, because, yeah, I, I didn't care that much, but I think they're trying to at least fix the problem that they created. Yeah, I, I just...
0: Like, it makes... My, my gut instinct on this was, oh, they're probably working on something that's going to come out in, like, a couple months or something, and that's why they wanted to do this now or something, but maybe they're not. I don't know, so...
2: Anyway, I just wanted to... There was do, a, another drama bomb piece Uh-oh. that dropped today as well. And uh, I I don't have any side in this, but I thought I would at least mention it because it was kind of a little drama bomb that got dropped on Twitter earlier today. So you know for a while, Riot has been in the middle of a lawsuit where they were getting sued for for sexism, basically. And specifically, Nicola Laurent, who's the CEO of Riot, was getting sued by a former female employee for sexism. Today, somebody from Riot dropped the official case details... Uh, that they were allowed to, like, all the people at Riot were given a copy of, uh, yeah, and they they dropped an official, the case details, and it showed that the lady that's accusing Nicola Laurent, uh, like, offered a bunch of people money to testify on her side, who had previously in the conversation said that they never experienced this, and she said, if you say you experienced it, I'll give you money to testify for me, and some other similar things to that. So I don't have any side in this cuz I don't know the details but it's definitely going to cause a lot of blood spat, blood yeah. splatter on Twitter because there's been a lot of people that were really vocal on both sides of this leading into this dropping. So probably going to be a lot of drama revolving around that.
0: Kev's like LS first casual. I'm not going into this. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. All, all, all I, I know is, I'll is, just say I'll say Michael Michael is, put out a yeah. pretty good video explaining the good and the, the pros and the cons, the different ways of thinking about things and I think he did a pretty good job of um, Really touching on the thought process, going behind both sides, and why both sides can be right and both sides can be wrong. So, and
2: I'm going to drop my video very soon here, uh, showing like the metrics: uh, height, weight, uh, reach advantage. We got to know who is the favorite uh, to make a line oh, for, for the boxing. So, are they doing? MMA?
0: Are we doing kickboxing? Are we doing traditional um, boxing?
2: I think we go MMA for these guys because I feel like it's going to be really funny watching them like roll around on the ground. I feel I, like got, the, I the, got casual angle. Yeah, I feel like I feel like K-drill's a minus one fifty favorite was my initial reaction. But I'll I'll drop the wingspans and uh, and everything later
1: everybody, <laughs> everybody, everybody knows what's going on.
3: It's a little bit it's a little bit tough to make a line for because like, you know, if you judge by just League of Legends champions that they like to play. You know, like, obviously, like, LS is known for, like, trying to, you know, theorize, like, the Soraka gameplay and stuff. But he does play a lot of Cho'Gath. He's just, Annie. like, a big old beefy boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and he's got Annie. He's got the Tibbers on his side. You know, like, Kedrel did used to play, like, you know, the tanky junglers and stuff. But I don't know, man. Like, Kedrel strikes me as, like, a Skarner. But then you have LS, who, like, could be, like, a Cho'Gath. So it's like, man, <laughs> I mean, you got to lean Cho'Gath in that battle. So it's really, really, really tough. All right. I, I'm done.
0: <laughs> and on to the slate with that. <laughs> So, uh, I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep trying to do this day by day thing because I, I, I think it works. I got some positive feedback about it. Um, we'll 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 try it out for a little bit, and if it ends up you know there's more feedback the other way, then it's fine. I think it's easier to talk about the context of DFS for a day, like a slate of games, like per slate. I, I'll, I'm gonna go by day. I'm not gonna go by slate because I'm that'll that'll screw my brain even more. Maybe we can try that again in the future. But um, so Friday. Uh, in the LPL and L C K we have week nine. So we have two more weeks left in each of those. So I think I believe there's eight matches left in each, if I remember correctly. I think it's four and four because they're not doing any more uh, three match slates on the LPL. So I think we have it's eight matches left in each. If I'm or no, it's sixteen in
2: each. Yeah, sixteen, 16 in each, right? Yeah. Two
0: weeks. yeah I'm, I'm, four I'm more mad. days I'm, of two weeks. Arithmetic is each. difficult. Sorry. so, <laughs> um, so playoff picture starting to calcify like I said earlier Uh, I'll just real quick we're going to do the LPL first but I just want to real quick uh, run down the LPL the LPL has 7 out of the 10 positions locked for playoffs the actual seating no one is locked yet the top 7 teams all have so JDG locked with their previous win so they're actually with a loss this morning I believe right
2: uh uh, Jdg hasn't lost in in a bit. So yeah, maybe. but so Jdg, I forget, JDG. If they, I forget if they
0: locked this weekend or if it was a combination of this weekend and one of the losses earlier this week. I forget, but Jdg is now locked. But they're at nine and four. Every uh, the top six teams all have at least ten match wins, and RNG has eleven currently. So uh, it's looking like like those seven are locked. So really, we have six teams fighting for the last three slots, and really, it's only it's only five teams because. LGD would need some kind of absolutely insane miracle to make it at this point. So we've got sooning at seven and six LNG at seven and six, Invictus at seven and seven, Billy Billy at six and seven, victory five at five and nine and LGD like I said the outside chance. For all intents and purposes I'm ruling LGD out. Um, they would somebody showed me like what it would have to be. it's like literally they have to sweep like they cannot lose a game and then they also I think need LNG and sooning to lose out or something like that. It's kind of crazy. So um that's the playoff picture. It's some of these th- teams have different strengths of schedule. Uh, I know Invictus I think Invictus are probably going to get in the way I'm looking at it. Like they have victory 5 and LGD is their last two matches and they have like 4 days off here. Like they don't they don't play again until Monday. So they're going to have uh and Victory 5, have to, so they play Victory 5 on Monday, and Victory 5 has to play on Saturday. So IG are going to have like plenty of rest, and it's bad teams. By the way, this is exactly the situation that IG lose, right?
1: Just, no comment. No comment. <laughs> I was going to say, just,
0: this is exactly the situation IG loses. But IG probably have to win. They probably have to win both of those to secure a spot. I think if they win both, they're probably going to get in. If they win one, they could still get in, but... It'll depend on a couple of other things. I'm not going to go through all the scenarios for all the teams, but IG have two matches left. Everybody else has three. So, yeah. Uh, IG and Victory 5 have two. All the other teams that are competing for these spots have three. So, uh, yeah, we've got that to consider.
2: Victory 5, really, with only two matches left to play and 7-9 being their, like, cap spot, they're effectively out, too. They yeah, were effectively eliminated close. this morning. Yeah, uh, I think they're pretty close to being effectively out.
0: They would need... I don't even know. They, 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 they're they like LGD in that they need to sweep out and have a bunch of things go their way.
2: But So who's missing out? It's going to be either BLG... Victory 5, LGD, or out. Uh,
0: BLG play WE tomorrow. Which I think is not necessarily... I mean, they probably lose that, but I don't think that... I mean, that's that could be a competitive match. But let's see. BLG plays – I'm just pulling up. I should have wrote down the schedule. That I just have it in front of me. BLG gets WE this week, and then they're off until Tuesday. But they get Sooning and Fun Plus next week. So BLG, it's weird because I, I think this team's ceiling performances, they can win against good teams. We've seen it, right? They've been very bad this season. Don't get me wrong. But, like, they could get hot, but that's a pretty tough schedule.
2: Yeah, it feels like they're going to end up missing out. They're going to they have to replace with some really tough like competition here.
0: So really, I think what we're going to end up getting is just who's in right now, which is Sooning LNG, and Invictus. I think if I had to pick one of those to drop, it'd be LNG, because they play— LNG have—they get JDG and Sooning this week, but they also get Rogue Warriors next week.
2: It's kind of funny. Wouldn't this—assuming that BLG misses, yeah. was this basically the consensus top 10 teams— like, I don't think we really had a surprise. Maybe LNG. Some people might have had LNG left out. But other than that, I think this is the consensus top ten I'm gonna, that almost everybody would have put in there. I'm going to pull up our
0: podcast composites from before the season. So,
1: we,
2: have, we had, we had.
0: Let's see.
1: I, I see it here, too, on the The only one,
0: the only one we're missing. So, we had, V5 and, uh, we had BLG and V5 consensus. Like, it was tied for 10th. Hmm. And we had LNG one below them. But so, other, LNG, than, other nine out of ten, we got nine surprised. out of ten.
2: Yeah, yeah, it feels like there wasn't really like a team that massively underperformed or massively overperformed. Like everybody performed just about, you know, within yeah. two or three wins of where we would have expected them to be. Yeah, now, IG actual,
3: was the underperformer. Yeah, now, like,
2: actual
0: performance,
2: IG. I just mean by yeah,
0: actual performance I think Victory 5, Invictus and Billy Billy were the big underperformers this season. Over yeah. like, or, if I had to pick 3, I mean obviously the bottom of the table's think whatever you want. to. Maybe, maybe you can make an argument for TT but like we had higher expectations than I think most people did for them. But like I think I think those 3 teams are probably the biggest underperformers, biggest overperformers are weirdly like we all thought RNG was going to be RNG. good, but RNG and EDG oh, RNG. and Rare Adam we had like yeah, Rare in, Adam. in that in that second tier. And they all look very, very good. What's up, Josh?
3: I'm I'm taking my victory lap. I had EDG third. It was the highest by a pretty fair amount amongst the squad. So, taking my Vi- Viper victory lap, and then uh, feel free to throw it back in my face that I also had IG at a uh, you know fourth in there. Like <laughs> so, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, much.
0: I had Invictus at two, so uh, I'm just gonna eat some crow on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also had Rare Adam at seven, though, which was the highest. In the- Actually, no, Chris had. John, it at seven John, also.
1: you got IG at seven. John had IG. Yeah, at I two. thought IG was going
2: to have a tough season. I had WE at two, right?
1: Yes, you did. Yes, if yeah, they yeah. win tonight.
2: They'll be they'll be in second, yeah, technically. Yeah,
3: second,
0: yeah.
2: yeah. So yeah,
0: so the the LPL very very top heavy this season, which kind of makes sense if the middle, like the the I want to call it like the upper middle, like the or like upper middle or lower top, whatever you want to call it, like that tier from like four to ten. I'll say like four to eight because I think those teams, a bunch of them got better. Like I legitimately think the LPL is anyone's game. I think I think top are probably the best team. But like it would not surprise me if quite literally, like any of these teams won. Like this top seven. Even Sooning at this point. They're playing really well right now. Like it would not surprise me at all if any of these teams won. Yeah, so the LPL, like the top, this playoff bracket, but this playoff is going to be amazing. We're going to get to watch mo- like a bunch of best of fives between all these teams. It's going to be awesome. And then the other good thing is like you have like Suning and LNG and well, I, I, I'm i much lower on LNG than you guys are. But Suning and Invictus and I'll, I'll throw LNG in this. Like they're, these teams are capable of upsets. So we've got like a real ass bracket here. It's gonna be it's gonna be real fun. Like there's no duds. Yeah, it's gonna
2: be sweet, dude. The playoff, playoff's gonna be sweet. It's
0: gonna be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so just reeling it back over to where we're at. So that's some context on that. Uh, with that in mind, uh, I didn't go through and bold all these. I didn't have time to. We'll, we'll be able to tell what matters. So EDG minus three thousand against E Star plus nine hundred is. It, I, these are like the situations where you, you just – you either take the dog or you you don't touch it.
2: feels like plus 900 at this point in the season is too big for me not to take. I feel yeah, like exactly. at this point in the season, every single year, we see a bunch of crazy upsets in the last couple weeks. We saw one the
0: other day. LGD yeah. and Rare
2: Adam. <laughs> yeah, there's. I think there's going to be more of those to come. So I think e- e- Star at plus 900 is a little too good to pass up. Yeah, I also
0: think when you get these like – I mean, it's contrasting styles, right? EDG are a scaling team. Eastar are an early game team. They're not particularly good at it anymore, but, I mean, if they just snowball a game, they can do that. So it's a recipe for an upset. This is just Eastar pass. Then probably look at alternative markets too. LNG, plus 261 against JDG, minus 385. So JDG have locked a playoff spot, but all of these top teams are within two wins. So they're going to be battling for seeding, which I think is going to be critically important in this playoff because of how competitive the, the bracket is overall. Teams don't always think that way, necessarily. But uh, right now, so LNG are going to be also fighting for their playoff life in this one. That's the other thing. like They need every win, so this is like a must-win for them. I think JDG are very easily exposed, personally. They just have been playing a lot better recently, and no one's really challenging them and I don't think LNG is the team to challenge them. So
2: LNG has been my big time gatekeeper team this year. I don't know I don't remember what the exact stat is but they have some crazy stat like they're like near undefeated against teams worse than yeah. them and have basically never beaten anyone better than them and it seems like they're like the pure gatekeeper for me. And, they and get JDG by the better teams too like it's not even yeah, badly. So and JDG's stock is on the rise for me. I do think they've been playing better lately not not last year was JDG well, but they've been playing better lately. And uh, I, I could see JDG just 2 zeroing here.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think it frustrates me because like I'm, I'm going to back JDG here and I'm going to back the two zero also. And they're going to throw a game by just losing a Herald fight. Now, I'll say this. The last couple series, they haven't been doing that. So maybe they've learned, finally. It took them the entire season, but... Uh,
3: <clears throat> I just... I wanted to take a second to recognize the icon revenge narrative when he just popped off on the Oriana game. I guess <laughs> so, I guess oh, geez, like, oh, "Ah, yeah, you think you can just get rid of me? Well, time to remind you who I am."
0: If only he could continue doing that the rest of the season against good mid True.
3: How do
2: we feel about Tarzan? Now that we're about a whole split down, we were wondering if he was was he going to be elite? Was he going to be terrible? I think How do we feel about
0: him? Honestly, I think the team sucks. Like they're not all right, they're not a bad team. I just think the competition's stiff enough that this team's just not going to be able to... I, it's, it's hard... It's oh. hard... No. I think oh. it's hard to evaluate. I have a hard time evaluating junglers on bad teams, admittedly. Um, I think he's done fine. I don't. I think he's been more good than bad, for sure. Um, you look at his efficiency metrics, he's very good. But... I don't know. This team had... I, I just think Icon's not good. I'm, I'm going to keep saying it, man. Like... Let's be honest.
2: Icon, top two or top one mid laner in the league? <laughs>
0: top only top uh, one, top, top one, two, or top, top one, one in John's heart. I'll say that. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently we'll not as good as num- Arrow. That's the new meme technology. He's right? a number
1: two. How about that? <laughs> um,
0: this is just JDG, right? Do you think yeah, they exactly. coast at all because they, they fuck around with LeBlanc picks or anything stupid like that? Because they, they... I think
2: JDG is coming into the playoffs firing. I think we're going to be talking about them as a contender. in They the look couple good. Weeks here. like They what look really good. Better. I think they're firing up here.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. The bottom lane has been a lot better too, and the top three are just doing their thing. So, yeah, JDG look a lot sharper. I think they kind of just smashed
1: this. Look at us backing JDG without the imp. Oh, so, so. <laughs> uh,
0: let me get through this. I'll, I'll answer that. I'll, I'll pitch that listener question in a second, Kev. But uh, let's get through Saturday, uh, Friday first. So Friday in the LCK, we've got <laughs> a weirdly intriguing one. Because God, I hate this team. Afrika are underdogs against Nongshim I hate this team. They're in advantageous spots every single week. Every time they're supposed... They're they like the dog that was Chris. It's like, you. You are the underdog that's winning this week. And they never do it. It's so irritating. This is a slam dunk Afrika bet. And they're going to lose this match. I'm going to bet Afrika and they're going to lose and I'm going to hate myself for it.
2: I feel you, Julati. Like, I it's definitely so have this a very similar experience with uh Because you can't say no to this, right? Like I got hurt pretty bad on a Frika versus Freda Brion. That one that one uh <sighs> messed I had a lot of a Frika team slot running around in that DFS slate uh, as a one off team slot. This team shouldn't be
0: this bad. They just They're dumb. They're just dumb. Usually you see veteran teams and veteran teams are like the smart ones that they get outplayed in lane or they get outplayed early by the, you know, the, the youngsters or whatever and, or they're just not quite as good if you have like really elite talent. But when you have a group of veterans like this, these are like all good players. Individually, they're all doing very well. As a team, it's like they're playing solo queue. It's so frustrating. It's unbelievable. How many? This team is thrown with so... This team is the Falcons, dude. They just throw with leads. It's like they don't... It's it, It's irritating. I, uh, I'm going to back them here. I'm going to hate it, but... 100 Thieves. Ah, uh, no. I think they're different than 100 Thieves. Afrika's early game is amazing. And they just never <laughs> converted into anything. And it's not like they're drafting like these full center comps either. They just have a good early game, no matter what they're playing.
3: Just, uh... Remind me on like you know late Thursday evening. Don't play this late. to to not play this late, and then you guys can all win your bets. You're welcome. Noted.
0: This is God. It's frustrating.
3: Any other comments
0: on this
2: one besides rage? Yeah. <laughs> rage <laughs> feels it, like no. But. You know, we're all gonna lose. So. You better freak out and
3: expect to lose. Is the shittiest. People. I just, I, I just want to double back because, like, I don't play Eastern slates unless, like, because I mostly because I hate two game slates, and that's like the majority of the slates. But then, like, if there's a four gamer and I see like our optimal is something that I don't think is gonna be popular, then I just, I just am like, oh, absolutely, let's get in on it. And that's exactly what happened with a freaking IG. And then just both just instituted. I'm like, I I swear to God, I'm cursed in the East. Like, it's, it's just, I, I have to be cursed. There's no other way.
0: Next, remind, remind me next week to write down, like, all the positions i have backed to Afrika in this year. Because, like, I'm pretty sure I've won, like, one of them. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I got the DRX one right the second time around. And then they lost it. Ugh, this team. They should be so much better than this. Like it literally looks like they play and then they just don't give a shit. Like halfway through the game, it's so frustrating. Um, this is another intriguing one. So playoff implications or playoff seeding implications here. We've got T1 minus two fifty six against DRX plus one eighty five. T1 played the good lineup and smashed Gen G. Who would have knew? Who would have
2: thought? Are they just locking it in, Gelati? Is it just the old man squad, the original lineup coming back to smash everybody? Is that what we're going to
0: see? Every time I think I have a grasp on what they're doing, just assume you don't. It makes perfect sense to be like, oh, yeah. You know what? All right, we let the kids run a little bit. Let's let's. It's time. It's time. We're at, so actually. So here's the thing:
2: they actually locked a play. They actually locked playoffs with that win. So now they might go back I to messing around again probably see some players from challengers korea next couple weeks guys we haven't even heard of before
0: yeah they're probably gonna smash individually and then lose the game that's what's gonna happen like uh i don't know man like i do think this is probably a t1 bet i'm gonna take a quick look at like uh, do you guys like what are your thoughts on this one because i'm gonna quick
2: pull this up and see what it looks like t1 minus one and a half feels pretty good to me I, uh, T1. if they, if I mean it's so hard to say if we don't know what they're going to do. But yeah, I think if they're rolling it, out the old man squad again, it feels like this, the minus one point five is pretty good.
0: Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna destroy this team if they run Teddy and Faker. I think
2: it's so weird, isn't it? That like
0: they they just have this stable of absolute studs. You know, like all of these players individually are amazing. It just doesn't always work together when with certain. Iterations of it—that's what it seems like,
2: right? And you got to think they're getting hurt too by the fact that they have to like switch playing time around in scrims and stuff yeah. like that. Teddy, that Teddy actually finally out came
0: that. out and said something. I don't know if you saw that last week, but like Teddy was interviewed by someone and basically said, you know, yeah, it's in so many, in the most polite way possible. He was like, yeah, it's fucking with our practice. Like that was. He was like, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's pretty tough to get any kind of chemistry or momentum going when it's constantly changing all the
1: time. I think I also heard that from the one guy who had no fear about being replaced, Kyria in his interview with Ashley too. It's like this is this is hard for everyone. Yeah. And oh, again, yeah, so polite, but you know it just in the back of their mind, it's like yeah. this is stupid. Yeah, this
0: is model makes this a sixty eight thirty two for T1s. So this is probably value on them, I think.
1: Uh yeah, I guess if they run Old Man T1 lineup, I'm interested in a minus 1.5. Yeah,
0: old, old Man T1, that's a really nice value at plus 121. I wish we could make that pick of the week. We're going to make pick of the week. Everyone's going to lock it in. They're going to sub everyone out after game one. It's going to be like, what the hell, dude? Actually, that was funny. So uh, one of the submissions for pick of the week this week was like a bit of a meme pick from uh, AVH2AG, who's always uh, a, a fun contributor in the Esports Department Discord and always... Contributes pick of the weeks for the show. He says T one mid series sub on Friday at plus one hundred. <laughs> he called this. He called this conversation way before it happened. That's like god mode, dude. <laughs> um, let's see. The so we don't have anything in the LAC, and then the LCS is Saturday. So that's the Friday slate. I wanted to do oh, oh real quick. Um, Kev wanted to know. Oh, yeah, the Super Cut of Gelati edit <laughs> That's got to go in the in the special episode. Listen question. Would IG or BLG win NA? Yeah,
2: probably. Yeah, I think that's not even a – I think BLG would smash North America. Yeah. Uh, you know, but admittedly, they could lose in the playoffs to somebody. But I think know, if you put them in there for the regular season, I think their
3: record would be very good. You know, back in the
0: day, this used to just be like the softball, and people used to hate on me so much for saying like 10th place LCK would beat like, all of Europe and all of, you know, North America in, like, a full season. And people used to hate on me for that, but this was also seven years ago. I do think the Western teams are a lot, a lot better than they used to be overall. Overall, like, the regions themselves are, like, a lot better. Like, we get to – we meme on NA all the time, but make no mistake, if you go back and watch some old LCS, it's way better than it used to be. Trust me. Um, I think both those teams would be favorites to win. Maybe not against, like, Liquid Cloud. Maybe the top teams would be interesting to see that matchup, I think.
2: Yeah, Invictus. I feel like Invictus is a favorite. BLG's, like, a top two or three team that's going to contend for the title. But, like, a team like RNG or EDG, I think, would be a, like, very good-sized favorite to win the LCS. Yeah. Uh, You
0: know, you got to remember, Kev, that, like, he says, how bad are we? You got to remember, too, that, like, the player pool's – A lot smaller and they have systems that have been in place and successful systems and i'm not making excuses for na but yeah like you you really can't be that upset that they'd be favored but i think it's it's reasonable to be a little disgruntled i'll give you the disgruntled um 100 100 cs up in five minutes i wish that was possible that got me on a side topic I wanted to look into, but I'll, I'll talk about it at a different time. Um, Saturday, we've got Victory Five plus four thirty-two against Fun Plus Phoenix minus seven seventy. So there's a chance Victory Five are eliminated by the time this is played. If LNG win, or I think if LNG even take a game, I'm pretty sure they're going to be eliminated. If I'm but I would assume Victory Five are going to show up and play in this game. They got absolutely whooped by Top Esports this morning. <laughs> like it was a biblical beatdown. It was it was it was pretty brutal. Uh, I did like that they went back to like what worked for them. It, they just got whooped on by Top. Like that's all they did. Like it was good seeing them actually go back to something that looked like a V5 draft. But yeah, yikes! That that series was a blowout. There were, what, like, 35 kills in 20, 26 minutes or something in the second game. Yeah, like...
2: monster numbers. Yeah, it
0: was uh, – oof. The top esports are good, so I'm, I'm not even going to hold that against V5. But uh, they've dropped nine games in a row now.
2: A real midseason falloff from them. They were looking like a playoff team for a lot of the year. Not Dude. necessarily in their play, but in their records and stuff like Dude, that. They were. Really they, like they stopped
0: were being themselves like, I- – I want to know what happened in scrims with this team. Because something must have happened where they just could not win a game. So, like, we all know Victory 5 are, are their all-in early game team. That's just what they've... They've shown us before that they can play scaling, like, if they have to. Like, they have that in their toolbox. They're not very good at it. They're like a, they're like a C-minus at it. But, they, you know, if they're really pushed to do that, they can do it. They played some more over the summer. Like, we saw some different things from them. But, by and large, this is an early game team. That's what they're good at. And they just stopped doing it, and they started losing. So I don't know if, like, they were just getting whooped in scrims, or I don't know if the coaching staff or team was just like, you yeah, know, look, long-term, we're gonna have to learn how to do this, and we might as well do it now. Like, I don't know what was going on there, but, like, when they're not themselves, like, when they're not playing that kind of stuff, they're not playing two gankable lanes or two two or three lanes with Prio for, like, an Italy or an Olaf or something like that, then I don't want anything to do with this team. You know, like, they, they clearly are not comfortable with it. So... I don't know. FPX are going to be battling for a number one seed. Potentially, they probably just smashed this match, right? FPX are like also a really good early game team. So I don't know if if this is exactly who you want to be up against if you're going to try. Feels like we might
2: be seeing some mental boom from Victory Five as well. We've seen that a lot of times when teams go on these big losing streaks. A lot of times they just continue to lose. We expect them to bounce back, and then they just keep losing because they're you know not their heads not in it as much anymore.
0: This captain season. Uh, wrong team. I'm an idiot. All
1: right? Captain's on the TT. Yeah,
0: I'm thinking of. Uh, yeah, he's on TT.
1: He used to be. I think he used to be on before.
2: Y4. Oh, Y4, oh, Trigger, is, Y4. Y4 is, Y4 Y4, is, Y4 is playing tomorrow.
0: Be. Y4 is playing tomorrow. So, or they He played today. Sorry. Um, no, he played today. Yeah, yeah today. Um, so I got my writing all messed up. <laughs> I'm a little crossed up in my head here. Um, this is probably just a fun plus smash, right? Minus one and a half. I don't know. They could be coasting a little bit. Uh, just, I guess, I guess the main talking point here is like, what do we think of, I think Beishwan's looked actually pretty good. I know they yeah, haven't, they haven't like, they've lost the matches, but he looks
2: pretty good to me. He looks solid. I think he's a downgrade from Bo, but not like, he's not going to kill the team. He's not just going to be like a, you know, FPX is dead now because they have Beishwan. Yeah,
0: I'm going to go ahead and say this right now because I'm guessing Bo doesn't play another game, but... Bo is going to go down in history as an undefeated player. Never lost a game True. in his career. So don't look at Bo's numbers and be like, oh, look how good this guy is. Because he went undefeated. So <laughs> that's really that'll really jack up your averages in case you're ever wondering. Um, did have some absolutely bonkers numbers, though. So, yeah. And then if you play 10 games in your career, you never lose, and one of your games is like a 19 kill Olaf game, then okay, like, yeah, I agree. He's good. He's definitely really good. He was one of the high best. You know, he's one of the best junglers in the LDL, So, yeah. FPX championship contenders? I think so.
2: I put them in like the second line of championship contenders. Not not in my first group that I think are the most likely, but like right at the top of that next group.
0: I don't know. I kind of think, I think they're in that top group. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um. RNG plus one twenty seven, Top Esports minus one sixty nine. This uh, Top Esports have taken some money in this already. They this opened like minus one forty five. That's why the I books go. are
2: the books are fixing Top Esports after that Top Esports EDG match. Every single person I know was just like slamming Top Esports in that match, and we were all right. So uh, it seems like the books have finally kind of fixed them a little bit, even though their record's not as good. Yeah,
0: Top are very very good. Very, very, very good. <laughs> Remember I mean we talked about it. We were like, look, Top have like they played like three fewer matches than anyone else at one point. We were like, they're they're just gonna go undefeated the rest of the season and end up in first place and everyone's gonna
2: be like, Wait, how did this happen? <laughs> every once in a while you get like I have had this happen like at least a couple times every season where you get informed of something to pay attention to because of DFS. And there is something with top esports that I was informed of because of DFS in the last few weeks, which is Jackie Love is scoring terribly. Yep. Which means his kill participation is super low compared to other AD carries yeah. in the league. And that's kind of interesting because traditionally Jackie Love was very involved. He was involved, yeah. Throughout his throughout his like history. He was a high kill participation AD carry who was very often like basically frontlining these fights, trying to out- outplay people. And he's been very reserved in their last few matches. So I wonder if uh if that's good for them, bad for them, something they're doing on purpose, just something that's happening. Maybe someone just said, "Yo," smacked him upside the head, and be like, "Stop inting,"
0: because <laughs> he would have, you know, you. I mean, he still has had his moments where he's just like, going to try to do a Jackie Love thing, and he he's too much, too eye boy, and not enough. <laughs>
2: you know, it's yeah. Th- those are the two spectrums of aggressive eighty. Well, carry. both
0: of them, they, they <laughs> the two of them are cut from the same jib. You know, like it's it's yeah, for sure. He is like still. He is, like, basically the league average in kill participation for eighty carries. I'm looking at it right now.
1: It's but, uh, much, lo- much lower up. than he's been no. in his
0: career. That's the thing. You're right? on
1: point, though. If you, if you kind of, like, bracket from the break on to now, Jackie loves kill participation dropped to a 61%. Everyone else is above 60. I mean, 369 that's, is a 62. 67 Carson, for Carson. Yeah.
2: So what happens a lot at the end of the season is you start getting these average numbers. That aren't actually that accurate anymore because yeah. the the modern stuff has exactly. changed versus the early season. Because early this season, Jackie Love was a nut scorer. Yeah. It's only yeah. been in the last like month that he that he really slowed down on his kill participations and stuff. Yeah, he's uh
0: him and him is where are still. He how good has he been? By the way, he had a great series. I mean, obviously it's victory five, but he had a great series this morning. I thought he hard carried that series this morning. I know it's victory five, but uh, he's been. Again, I don't know if it's just playing with Jackie Love or if they just have this stable of supports. Because Ch- remember, Cho Cho last year was pretty good. Like as the year went on, Yuan Zhao was better. good. Yan Zhao was good as the year went on. Like maybe it's just Jackie Love. I don't know, but um, I, I mean, they're still the best. They have the best gold differential, the best you know CS differential, the best XP differential. Like they're still absolutely destroying the bottom lane. So. Yeah, and that's keep in mind that's with top playing a lot around topside in the second half as well. Like they've been playing a lot more around three six nine. So and he's also been really really good recently. So, uh, anyway, we digress. Just uh, there.
3: yeah, just just yeah, just a quick note on like the late season thing. Uh, just don't get too enamored by the late season small sample size stuff yeah. because it does get oftentimes overblown. Like if you look at a lot of, for example, with Jack left specifically, like they're barely going over 30 minutes in a lot of these games, which means they're probably not having that many team fights where he can rack it up. And he's been playing a ton of Tristana who's known for her side lane push pressure. Yeah. Um. So those are little things that can definitely mess up sample sizes. But yeah, top. Uh, to John's point, it's, it's something to keep in mind. Just don't, don't massively overreact yeah, I agree. To, to these things. Uh,
0: I'll, I'll say this too, because top, top have been, they were like, I don't want to say the pioneers, but they were one of the first, the, the good LPL teams are doing the four, one Herald defense. They were talking about it on the broadcast this morning, like, Right now, what you're seeing good teams do, especially when they get Tristana, this is part of why she's so broken, is if you leave Tristana, if you rotate your support up to the first Herald fight, and you leave your eighty carry solo, Tristana wins every single 1v1. Like, maybe Vayne beats her, maybe Lucian beats her, which is why you've seen those two picked against her sometimes. Not as much the Vayne, but that's why you see the Lucian picked against her sometimes. is Because when that situation comes up, that's why you want that but against everything else she just wins and if she wins then that means she gets to push and obviously she's insanely good at killing turrets so what's en- what ends up happening a lot of the time in the LPL and part of part of why you see the LPL has these really lopsided games and a lot more of them is some teams just don't do that like no matter what there's still teams that don't do that so they just five man commit to the herald fight All you're doing as the four is trying to buy time and mess them up for your carry to just pick up, like, eight turret plates. I'm exaggerating. They get, like, two or three turret plates out of the deal. You know, the other team maybe trades, you know, two for one in a win and picks the Herald up. Eventually, they go drop the Herald top and they split the plates. But you've put the plates on a carry and you're putting putting the Herald plates probably on a top laner. So you see like that's that's kind of the new meta right now is is what teams do with the herald and you're going to see you're seeing that in every region right so that's why Tristan is such a huge priority right now cuz she's so strong one v1 as a carry so anyway uh that's but yeah that that's contributing to that because i mean you're seeing this all the good teams all the 80 carries on the good teams have lower kill participation unless they're a dragon team so edg's 80 carry rng's 80 carry um Even Invictus, honestly, like, they're having higher kill participations because they're like Dragon-centric teams. They're not doing all that, right? So they're not taking that fight. They're just kind of harassing it. And then they take their fights later, and there's multiple team fights afterwards. Whereas Top's just going to take that and then still steamroll a game, and, you know, it's over in 25 minutes anyway. So he's not getting to have to be in a lot of fights because he didn't have to. I think it was basically what John and Josh were saying, too. So, um, RNG Top is where we were. I already back top, but I think at this number it's probably a pass. I got it cheaper than this. I think top
2: one sixty nine feels a little bit heavy. Yeah, I do think top should be the favorite. Yeah, Josh, Chris,
3: number feels about right to me. Oh, I, maybe like Johnson, maybe a little bit, but given esports odds, it feels about right to me. I, I'd maybe consider firing on. Uh, on RNG here. This is probably a wait-and-see-bet-on-draft type type matchup for me, though.
1: Chris? Don't ask me about RNG. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, the number feels just about right. I think I would back top eSports in this position. Um, I, I don't know. I think I will well, be wrong. Again, I'll be wrong whichever side I push, but right now I think uh, these two are the best top, and hopefully a preview of the LPL finals. I mean, Could like we sure. already mentioned, any of those like top four or even five teams will make a fantastic finale matchup. But uh, this one, this one's gonna be good. Yeah, for we'll sure. learn something about them, like how
0: Saturday in the LCK we've got Sandbox minus one sixty seven against Brion, plus plus one twenty five.
2: The Sandbox Resurgence, Gelati. We called it. We did, call, we did call it, which spirit. means
0: they're going to lose here, right?
2: Briona's been a killer, dude. Briona's, Briona's has killed a lot of days of betting. Briona's is sure. absolutely a bankroll killer.
1: How are we thinking about these two teams going to the summer?
0: Sandbox is going to be good in the summer. I'm convinced. Yeah, I think
1: Sandbox is way better. Sandbox mm-hmm.
0: should have been good this season. It's...
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Croco that we didn't expect. I thought it was going to be Fleek at some point Kronko, um, i think they're Kronko's done has
0: been the better jungler for sure
1: yeah i think like, they're done with on fleek
0: yeah. that's kind of crazy to think about right oh how the turntables have turned <laughs> uh this is it feels i'm gonna be on sandbox here i think i'm still not look brion the thing with brion is it, it feels like they're very like two-faced right they show up 20 percent of the days they just show up and they play really well. And if they could bring that up to showing up half the time, then they're probably going to be a decent team. But I don't like... I mean, look, I'll go against that. I'm just going to follow the numbers here and probably take Sandbox. Sandbox are legitimate, I think.
2: Yeah, Sandbox seems like a good bet here to me.
0: And they're just feeling... I think they're just feeling good now that they kind of... They can look ahead. They don't. Have, there's no pressure on them. I think they can, they can kind of just... Uh, play here. Uh any I'm trying to think DFS angles on this? Not really. KT Rolster +355, G -556. Gen.G you're still going to be battling for probably some kind of seating of some sort. KT, however, are basically like I mean every ma- they have to win like almost every Yeah, match. they need to win
2: a lot of their matches.
0: Uh so they're they're they are the 6 seed right now but they also have the most matches left to play which is kind of a bad thing when you're in the lead here right So Nongshim and Brion are five Brion by the way the entire LCK is live to make play that 6 seed All five bottom teams can make that 6 seed which is kind of th- that's actually going to make these two weeks fun Cuz like Sandbox looks a lot better right now KT looks like dog shit Brion are, like, sometimes good and sometimes terrible. Most of the time, terrible. Nongshin played probably their best series of the year in their last series. And then Afrika should be the best of these teams without question. They just suck, so I don't know what to think, man.
2: Brion making the playoffs would be one of the biggest mind-blowers if they somehow managed
1: to make the playoffs.
0: I hope Sandbox makes it. I really do. I hope Sandbox makes
1: it. Sandbox over KT definitely.
0: Because I think I think Sandbox I think Sandbox of these teams it should be a Fuck this team, dude. It should be a But of these teams, I think if you had to get an upset in the playoffs, Sandbox is the team to do it. I know Breon had the two big upsets this season, but like Sandbox have the players to do it. That's that's my thing. A lot of strong thoughts on the LCK. I see. <laughs> Um.
3: I, can't, I, a number? I hate Afrika so much that, like, I just, <laughs> I ha- I think I hate this entire, I, I actually think I just hate this entire region this year because, like, T1 has trolled me with their stupid lineups annoyingly, and then Afrika. Afrika has trolled me, and, like, every site has, like, one of those two teams, so I just don't want to talk about any of them. It's kind of sad.
0: It's frustrating. Um...
3: And then everyone's shell
0: shocked from Brion beating the two best teams in the league and like not making any sense whatsoever.
1: The LCK has been a
0: weird weird season. This is like honestly, like last spring was pretty bizarre with how bad Damwon were in spring. This season is is like actually like good or bad doesn't matter, like bizarre that's this season. Nothing makes sense this season in the LCK besides Damwon on a good League of Legends team. Like, that's the only thing that makes any kind of sense whatsoever. And even they lost to Brion. So who the hell knows? So, um, This is probably just Gen.G smash, but KT are going to be up against it. Maybe maybe they pull out something weird.
2: Yeah, Gen.G's had a couple tough series, too. Yeah. They haven't been unbeatable in the second half of the season here. They they lost uh, two of their last three matches 0-2, so... Yeah.
0: Uh, there's also maybe like some lethar- like lethargy setting in, too with with I mean Genji are in but they can't they one's locked into first so they can't catch first place yet and now Genji
2: versus HLE is the battle the second place uh, Genji and HLE yeah um,
0: it's just going to be a matter of like it's tough to know these teams motivations too like do they care now that it's not the gauntlet system anymore like maybe they just care about getting in and they don't give it you know they don't give a hoot. Who. I'm going to look at the playoff bracket right now because I don't think they do a draw. I guess they would care if uh, they want to dodge. Second place matters because you dodge Dam 1 until finals. So second place does matter. I would imagine Gen are up for this one, especially if T1 win again,
2: too. I kind of wish, like, it's a little bit of a divergence, but I kind of wish that the game that's happening tonight was on the podcast because I think it's kind of interesting. The Gen G 1 gaming match that's tonight. Yeah. Um, I feel like. I was talking about it in my video a little bit, but I feel like this is a spot where Damwon might lose to G because they're going to try for sure. But I think there, this is if there's ever a spot where you don't want to reveal anything to your opponent, Damwon's locked into first place playing against Gen.G, who's their by far most likely finals opponent. This seems like a spot where if you're Damwon, maybe you want to try out some weird stuff and yeah. not give anything away and... Feels like maybe Gen G might might pick up the win tonight against Damwon.
0: Yeah, I, I talked about that in my write up today. Go ahead, Josh. Uh,
3: it's an, actually an interesting proposition that you say that because, like, I don't know if we would all agree that Gen G is the most likely finals opponent on the podcast, at least. I so, I'm, I, it, it'd actually be interesting to see what players in the region or teams in the region think as well. Yeah, I, I think um, I, which I just interest, I go ahead. I don't know. I just have a, I have a sneaky suspicion that the way that for example, Vince, that you feel about Sandbox is how most of the top teams in the LCK feel about T1. And to me, that, that would mean that they're probably a little bit more scared of T1 personally. But yeah. yeah, it could be incorrect. It's just yeah. the other thing
0: is like coma teams historically have not really. It's so weird because like they it, doesn't it feel like Dan one are intentionally just not. They've just played vanilla the entire season. They haven't shown anything spicy whatsoever. Like maybe a couple things. Right, like early in the yeah. season, Barrel was playing as Pantheon, but that's not spicy for them, or not, not like that's not new for them.
1: Right, so like I, think I had that, yeah, kind of had that in my write up as well. And early in the season, that it's, it's really just play to win. Doesn't matter how not pre, uh, how ugly it looks. Uh, the few last games that they did play seem to up some of the fighting, the templates, a little bit of excitement. But honestly, if you don't push this team, they're not gonna. Push matter. Yeah, they're just gonna win through like, uh, you know, old LCK style.
0: That's the that's the vibe I get from them. Is like this is this is a very coma team, and I know people hate the way he plays, but like I, I've been writing about this a lot. But um, one of the things I, I've been trying to I've been trying to eliminate some of the variants from games by cutting out like kill gold and talking about kill agnostic economy and adjusted adjusted goal per minute and differentials and so, win adjusted stuff and. Damwon right now have like an they they have like almost an eighteen forty agnostic gold per minute, which is better than all but like eleven teams in the world, like without kills. So the fact that like this team is just grinding people to a pulp like Griffin style, and not having to show anything, they're just they're just showing up and playing preseason defense and just destroying everyone is kind of terrifying, right? Like it's like I don't know, but that makes a situation like this interesting because. Maybe they just continue doing that. They have no reason to unveil, like, unveil anything. But maybe they want to throw something just because they can. Like, maybe they want to throw a curveball that makes Genji think about this in two weeks or whatever. Right? Or they want to make other teams be like, holy shit, we have to respect this Ergot top or something like that. You know, like... I don't... that That's possible. It's really tough to determine how they want to handle this match. Like, my gut tells me that they're, they're going to take this seriously and this is going to be a try-hard match tonight. But... I don't know. This is also not on the podcast, so um, we're gonna we'll include it because it's interesting. I think those. I don't know. Do you do you guys think those two are the best teams?
2: I wouldn't be surprised at all. The CT one end yeah, up in same. the finals. I, I just think too. like from their current like stats and current the way the season's gone so far, I think Gen G's on that trajectory right now. Yeah. Like they were, been on that trajectory the entire season. But I, I think HLE is gonna end up being the fourth out of those four teams. I do too. When it comes down to it.
0: Actually, I, I think uh, I I've admitted already that they're they're I think they're legitimate, they're just unorthodox, they're just weird. But I think they are pretty definitively in that top four. Like I don't think anyone else is close. Like the bottom six, it's not a contest. It's gonna end up looking exactly like last year, kind of, right? Like weirdly enough. Um Yeah. Where the hell were we? I got lost. Uh KT Genji, right? Well, Sunday. Oh KT, Friday. Oh wait, yeah.
2: so yeah, now we're on LCS.
0: Let's do LCS. So we'll, we'll mix it up, then we'll go back. Uh, Saturday night slash afternoon, depending on where you're at, we've got the first round of the MSI playoff. Uh, this is a playoff for the spot at MSI for the North American The LCS. MSS.
2: The MSS playdown, Jelani. Yes, the midseason, mid-season showdown. My bad. This is not the midseason my invitation. So... We've got TSM
0: plus 165 against Team Liquid minus 227. This opened much, much shorter than this in a couple of spots, but has been bet up to this. It got closed for a little while, reopened, you know, roughly in this ballpark, depending on where you look. So, uh, look, I I think Liquid are the best team. I think they're going to be extremely difficult to beat in a best of five, but this price is, I don't know. I think TSM might actually have a shot here.
2: Yeah, this is interesting. The line has moved a lot. I thought the opening line the opening was pretty line was soft. It was Team Liquid bettable for sure? Yeah. It's Moved a little bit. Um, just breaking down this game, like where do you think each team has an advantage lane by lane? Gelati
0: Alfari is the biggest advantage on the entire card, I think. Like in this entire game, Alfari against Huni, and I. And listen, you guys know me. Like I've been the one playing Huni Bowl over here, right?
2: Is there a TSM advantage in any lane? Do they get the mid lane advantage with Power? I'll, get, of evil? I'll give them
0: Power through? of Evil. I'll give them Power of Evil. I think. So. Yeah, I I, I just think like we're going to be so difficult to be in the best of five, dude. Like the the quality of players, they like they're just going to top esports people.
2: In this league, good coaching too. I think they have good coaching. They make good adjustments.
0: We've seen them make good adjustments already this year. In like January. Like in a couple of those series, the C Nine series, right? Like it was looking like C Nine were gonna bring it back or whatever, and then they just made they they figured it out mid series. Like, I it's it's gonna be so difficult to beat just the overall quality of player on this team in a five game series. I think. Like, I, I think TSM and Cloud Nine are capable of doing it. I think. I think Hundred Thieves or EG could do it on the right day, but. It's, I'm like talking myself into a liquid position. The thing with liquid, you got to remember is like their their stats don't look tremendous. But uh, do, do we all agree that they're better than what their numbers say? I don't yeah, want to say they were clowning the around, team. but
1: they're the best team in the league for me right now. Yeah. No, oh, there were clear signs that the some of the drafts was a little bit wonky, and that's experimentation going on. I mean, I think Jat mentioned it couple of times. They were trying some things out yeah. and there were some times where they just lost even when they tried. But that's kind of where the numbers look so wonky because they lost to random teams. I think they lost to Immortals? Or some... some TLG. They team. They CLG. CLG. It's like... yeah. uh, some of the losses just look absolutely not TL, but uh, again, in the best of five, I just find it hard that they would play all the games like... Uh, less than what they're capable of.
0: Did you guys see the... Um, the? I think... I don't know if it was Tim or somebody else was talking about uh, Alfari's differential stati- uh, statistics are the, the best ever by an individual player. Which, uh, Yeah. I'm going to pull it up right now because I had it here.
1: I think Emily Rand also wrote an article on that and he is by far uh, above average across every single statistics for a top laner. Yeah,
0: it's kind of nuts. He... I think he had like a four hundred plus four hundred differential at ten minutes or something like that, which is just ridiculous. So, um, I don't know. Uh, it, <laughs> this feel it feels bad paying for liquid at this number. I'm gonna have to think about it some more. But like, my gut tells me liquid just win this series like three two or three one. I don't think they're gonna sweep. I think TSM is good enough to get a game. Look, yep.
3: after I saw after I saw TSM win a game in which the jungle difference was like 40 to four at five minutes, I have i, I like they're just basically one of the Avengers or something like I, <laughs> they're, they're not from Earth like, there's no way you win that game so i, I they just I have nothing to say bad think- about them but I do think TL's better but I just these numbers seem about right. To where they've moved to, I think the opening line I bet, like, would have bet liquid. It sounded yeah. like they were what down like minus one hundred and fifty or something yeah, like that. That was really soft line. Yeah, I would I would have considered them there, but like at this point, I just I don't think I think these are pretty fair lines where they've settled right now.
0: I wonder, like I mean, T- T- Poe is going to have to have a hero performance, I think. That's, that's I just good. wish
2: one of these teams had spend so it'd be so easy to bet against it.
0: <laughs> it's
2: unfortunate when they don't have it. Uh, speaking of that we'll
0: get to him in a little bit. Um you know, let's uh just go we're gonna go a little bit out of order here. Uh Sunday. We've got uh, so we're all on liquid there, but like maybe not bet liquid. I might end up betting them, we'll see. I got I gotta do Liquid minus sure.
2: one and a half feels maybe bettable as well.
0: Yeah. Half, um... I mean you gotta remember too, like best of five, a little less variance.
1: I think they will drop a game, but that's about it. Two at most.
0: I'm gonna do one thing really
1: quick. <laughs> I Let's know, I know,
0: I know. Let's see what the map score. Is. Map money lines minus one seventy nine. So Yeah, I don't know. I do think Logit are probably enough better, but we'll see. Um Sunday, we're gonna go a little out of order here, just because we're already on the so We might as well go to this. So we have Cloud Nine against 100 Thieves. Cloud Nine are minus three thirty-three. Uh, 100 Thieves plus two thirty. We'll say Cloud Nine minus one and a half set minus one thirty-five. 100 Thieves uh, looking like they got you know got off the schneid, so to speak in the last couple of weeks after a bit of a bit of a rough spot there in the middle. Have they announced whether Ryoma is going or not?
2: I think Rioma's coming into the playoffs
0: almost for sure. What a weird flex, man!
2: That's future LCS champion Ryoma
0: What a weird situation, dude.
1: I think the target says something about the meta shift, and they uh, wanted more control mage in the uh, mid over what Damonte brings.
0: It makes some sense if they want to play that way. Like I can see that.
2: Here's here's my thing. I've talked about it a little bit this season, but here's my thing with 100 Thieves. If they just drafted Malphite, Galio, Sejuani, Tristana, something, every game, I swear to God they'd be your LCS champions. I swear to God they would. The <laughs> team, Their team fighting when they're playing well and they have the right champions is so good, and it's they could beat any of these other teams if they would just do that. If they would stop drafting garbage compositions. I don't want to see this fucking team play Nidalee. I don't want to see him play Jace. Yeah. Draft four guys with a bunch of CC and Tristana and just let FBI just maul everyone in every fight and protect them. And this, this team would win the LCS. I honest to God, if they promised me, if I messaged their coach and they promised me they were going to draft that way, I would bet them at like plus 200 to win the LCS to split. But I'm just so not confident that that's what they're going to do. And that's what bothers me. I, also, I really think if they come in with good game plans, they can win this. this I also match. think Tristana
0: is going to be permanent in the playoffs. I think, I
2: think, I think the,
0: uh, the cat's out of the box on this one, you know, like I think, well, I mean, you can make it Destroying jinx. everywhere. Yeah. But jinx, it's a jinx. It's a lot less Um, with that, that four, one situation I was talking about earlier. Jinx is way less good in that situation.
3: I just want them to
2: team fight. Like, I don't care yeah. if they lose their lanes. I think if they just draft team fighting champions that are good at team fighting, then they will win these games. Cause they can, they can do what JDG was doing last year yeah. where, Every single second dragon fight, they get a five for two in the dragon, and they just take the team game. We was doing the same
0: thing last year. Yeah, we does just... the same
2: thing. Yeah, that's yeah. what we. Do. That's what pick I need bronze, to
0: pick Bronzodia. You know, <laughs> like... yeah,
2: yes. That's all. That's what I want them to do, and just win the second dragon fight. Does that maybe speak to the game? quality
0: of the the players and the team play?
2: It's, it's about players that are really good at team fighting. Instead yeah. of being individual, like, laning superstars, they're, yeah. they're players that are very good at team fighting. That team is good at protecting FBI, yeah. good at, at setting up fights in a way that, like, accentuate him, and he's very good at carrying when that happens for him. Yeah. Um,
0: I, so, I guess the other side of this matchup, Cloud9, it's like, I, I think we're all... We were all saying it, I think. Like, this team's good. But they were they were they were getting to a point where the price was just like over they were way overrated like in the betting markets anyway. I still think this team's really good. make no mistake. Like like all Cloud nine did to me personally is like I just think liquid's better. That's the only thing. like uh, I said last week that I think they might end up being the third best team when it's all said and done. but like I really do think that these three teams are kind of like the top tier above everyone else still. So I also think stylistically speaking, this could be just a brutal matchup for hundred thieves. Like if, like if they try to do the kind of things that they've been doing, I think cloud nine probably just are better
2: at that. Right. The first team, here's how I think of the whole LCS playoffs and it relates to this matchup. The first team that comes in against cloud nine with the proper game plan is going to be cloud nine. That's my thought. And you just have to have somebody that comes in and shuts down the mid jungle. When blabber and perks don't run over the game. Cloud nine never wins. Yep. You're right. So Just play a strategy that shuts down the mid jungle and there i swear if you watch these games cloud 9's bottom lane is going to get duo killed every game that they don't have help from Blabber. their bottom lane is not playing well in my opinion and if you if you come in with the right game plan to shut down the mid jungle i think you'll beat them whether you, or not anybody in the lcs does that is up to them
0: yeah like i th- i think you need to have the same approach that vitality had against misfits cuz misfits are like the same kind of team where it's like you know at least in the second half of the season they've been that way where it's like okay they're going to play through they're going to play through razork and and Vithao. And if you shut that out, then they look a little – like, the players are good. All of the players are pretty good, but, like, they look completely lost when you when you take them
2: off that plan, right? Go ahead and read me, Josh. Go ahead. I see it in your eyes.
3: Oh, I just – I hate I hate this team. Uh, so, like, we're just uh, – look, like, the hypothetical advantage for 100 Thieves is to let Sunday carry the game, but they yeah. refuse to let Sunday carry the game because yep. they think that other players on their team are good when they're not as good as Sunday is. Like, Someday is the best at his position relative to the field on this team, and it's not close. I, no I On this team, yeah. on,
2: this team. F- on this team. FBI is no. by far the best relative to the other people at his position. No, Someday shot. hasn't been anywhere close to as good as FBI relative to the other people in the league at his position.
3: Correct, because he's played Renekton for, like, 85% of his games and played weak-side Renekton, too, where they're not even, like, ganking him. So it's like, yeah, he, his stats and arguably, F- like, aren't that good. But if he was enabled... He would FBI be the is best the best
2: player. AD carry in the LCS. Sure. someday you'd have to argue that he's better than impact than Alfari if he's given priority, which I think is kind of tough. No one's, none of them are better than Alfari. I'll say it.
3: I I don't know. We we could go round and round on this because I think that impacts. If anyone, good. if anyone had protect eighty carry comps like FBI does a good, a decent portion of the time, like you said, then I think that they could play just as well. It's
0: interesting. But, like, so like, let's 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 reel it back into
3: this because point being is that they need to allow someday to abuse fudge because that's like a way we've seen c9 lose very consistently they have the personnel and the play the ability to do it the question is a is closer going to be up to the challenge because he's been pretty spotty this year and B are they gonna actually enable it with the way that they're going to draft because nine's gonna have some like, things cooked up they are set up they're set the up, up perfectly like, they
0: have the bottom lane to just like leave that isolated and let them shit on 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 the cloud nine bottom lane. Like yep. they will, so th- this number. Look, I I actually think Cloud Nine have a stylistic advantage with the way Hundred Thieves have been playing. But I think I agree with you in that like there's some fairly easy adjustments you can make to make this a lot easier for yourself. And for that reason, I'm skeptical to lay any kind of money with Cloud Nine. And I would probably just like this. This feels like take take Hundred Thieves and then you know this feels like hundred thieves and like you could maybe like switch it up mid-season like mid-series if they take a lead or something like that.
2: I think I'm not going to bet them. I just think I'm going to probably play some hundred thieves in DFS. I yeah, think is where I'm going to go play. to with this one.
0: It's the line just seems rich. Like Cloud9 ugh. There's also like playoff perks too, like that we haven't talked about cuz he's been kind of like I don't want to say he's been bad. Perks has not been bad. I'm, I'm not I'm not going to say that. Perks Yeah. He just like hasn't a, been like yeah. – they brought Perks in and everyone thought he was just going to fucking turbo smurf on this entire league and he hasn't done that, so it's a disappointment. Like that's that's like the whole thing with him. But it's playoffs. It's a best of five. In a best of five, you can kind of feel things out. You can play some weird stuff. You can throw a curveball in game one. If they just throw something – if they throw a curveball and we get like Perks LeBlanc and he just dumpsters whoever starts in mid lane – and that just completely warps every draft for the rest of the series, then, like, Cloud9 are winning the series, right? But you'll know I that think, after game one.
3: Yeah, and I think, like, to finish my point from earlier about me complaining about 100 Thieves not enabling someday, the thing that's different about them and Cloud9 is cloud Nine's biggest advantage is in the mid lane. Yeah. And they're you already know they're going to abuse it. And they to know. me, that's what this series comes down to, is one team's going to play to their win condition, and actually try to abuse that win condition, and the other team, yeah. in my opinion, is not going to do that. And that's unless regard- they do what that's, John said. And that's regardless and, of
0: whether you think it's a good win condition or not. It's just the fact that they know yeah. who they are, and that's what they're going to do.
3: Yeah, and and I think I think to John's point, they could play a, a protect the FBI comp, and and I think that's a viable win condition as well. Um, but they just like we we've seen C nine very consistently, always always we're playing around perks, playing around perks and hundred thieves is like not necessarily consistently having identity. Sometimes yeah. they want to I, enable closer. I don't
2: think you, don't you know. like, I don't think you play protect the FBI necessarily. I think what you do is you target perks really hard because someday we'll win as one of you won if they give them the right tools. And the bottom lane will win by themselves if That's, you give them the right tools. I think you just
0: you do what Vitality did against Misfits. You just draft a strong mid jungle two v two and win the two v two. Keep them pinned down like you're
2: saying. Yeah, send the support up there if you need to. Send someday down if you need to, and make sure that you don't let Perks and, and Blabber get ahead in the mid lane, and then let your yeah. let your side lanes win by themselves because they're already better.
0: Every, every look Perks doesn't have the numbers this season that are, are as flashy as everyone thinks, but. Per the Perks Blabber combo, part of why Blabber's allowed to do what he does and why he's so good at it is because Perks is there backing him up on almost every play, right? And if the two the like you said, like the two of them, if they don't take over the game, Cloud Nine loses most of the time. So Yeah. I- this is gonna be like a goldmine to bet in draft, I think, this series, because it's so to me, it's really cut and dry. Like, if Cloud9 are not shut down like if they if 100 thieves don't have a draft that shuts down what cloud nine want to do that cloud 9s gonna smash the series i think
2: i agree i think even though i'm a 100 thieves backer that's been like talking up how they can win this series i am totally willing to bet against them in the draft if they're not drafting the way they should for the series for me i'm probably gonna
0: like i've I've been everyone's busting out the poker terminology or whatever i'm probably gonna pre-flop 100 thieves here and then live bet this series like i'll probably fade them if they get ahead or something if they if they if they like win a game where they didn't exactly shut down like they didn't do anything particular. they just happened to pick one up and it didn't look like they had a good game plan necessarily for it like the one that i am envisioning is good for them i'm probably going to just go back and and hit cloud nine on it so we'll see should we the both these matchups are really interesting it's kind of cool that we get the really good matchups right off the bat i think it's gonna be pretty cool so um sunday morning in the lpl we have a playoff, huge playoff implication match because both these teams are, they might be locked by them. We don't know. Um, LNG against Sooning, So you've got LNG plus 193 against Sooning minus 270. We'll say Sooning to sweep set plus 127. Uh, LNG to take a map set minus 169. Suning have been playing so much better. So much better. I, like, I would, look, I'll go ahead and say it because it's going to sound a little wild, I think Suning are playing better League of Legends than they were at the World Championship, but it's it's kind of like just re- it, you got to remove yourself from the context of it being the World Championship because it's like oh they went on this like crazy run they were running really hot. They are playing better fundamental League of Legends now than I think they were at the World Championship. They just had crazy individual performances at the, at the World Championship, so. It's it, literally this team it's like they flipped a light switch. I don't know what happened. Like they went on the break, they came back, they still weren't looking good after the break. And then like the match after that, it's like they flipped a switch and they're like everything is solved. They just figured out how to play season 21 League of Legends. You know, like it's like it's like everything got solved with one thing. They stopped the the mid the mid jungle situation isn't an issue anymore. That really i think that's what it is they just learned how to play through their side lanes they like learned instead of trying to like get mid and advantage and then do nothing with it they just said let's just play to our strengths and you know bin and Huanfeng fang have been popping off so i think suning are actually kind of scary right now they look really good to me they've kind of just been smashing bad teams for the most part but they look sharp and i we've talked about lng already like lng just haven't been beating teams better than them I'm probably going to be backing Suning here.
2: Yeah, I, this is a matchup where I would like to back LNG, but I don't think I can. Yeah, like like I, I'm not a big Suning fan, and so when I see them playing someone else in the middle of the table, I'd like to be able to back the other team, but I just don't think I can in this spot. I think I end up passing or, or maybe find something on Suning. Yeah.
3: Josh? LNG for me. I think the odds are just not accurate for teams that I think are pretty close to one another. Yeah, no, my I think these teams are, like you're looking at like, I think it's like maybe maximum like tenth versus eighth, tenth versus seventh in like yeah. terms of overall power. Even though sunning has been better recently, uh, that makes me want to to bet the underdog for sure at those odds. Yeah, Chris, thoughts on this one? Yeah, I don't really
1: have too much difference. I do uh, agree that sunning has been playing a lot better. It's a lot. Of, it's a big different style. I think maybe they're allowing on to adapt, but it's certainly not the aggressive Sunning that I. Saw from last year, but they're winning. That's the important thing, and they need to win now. LNG is not a good team to. It's not. LNG? Yeah, LNG is yeah. not good enough to beat. beat is a, a fundamentally sound team.
0: Am, am I the only. So, I, I kind of wanted to just test your guys' temperature on this. Like, LNG are going to make the playoffs, probably. To me, they are far and away the worst team in the playoffs. Like, I know Invictus has been pretty bad, but, like, I think Invictus are, like, way better than them.
2: Yeah, I think LNG is is your worst playoff like, team. I think
0: they're like literally a tier worse than the other nine playoff teams. Maybe half a tier than like those mid teams. I don't know. But
2: Yeah, I think I put them like a half a tier worse than Sunning. I don't I don't think I'm not high on Sunning either, but uh, Invictus been is probably above so those well
0: well recently. It's like really hard to ignore that. It looks, yeah, it's tough. Um JDG minus fourteen hundred, L G D plus six thirty. LGD got the upset and then lost to OMG. God, that was the easiest. That was so easy. That was, like, the easy. I'm mad at myself for not putting more on it, to be honest with you. I was like, ugh. Don't get fooled by bad teams winning A-series. That should be the lesson you learn from this. Also, it was a huge letdown spot. Maybe we need to give more credence to those moving forward. I usually do, and I just didn't for that series. And I am kicking myself for not backing LGD against Rare Adam. Everything was screaming too, and I just didn't. It was arrogant. Um, well, it wasn't like it wasn't like some tremendous call. It was just the number was stupid. Like you're t- you're telling me a team that was like the worst, or like the second worst team in the league, is all of a sudden like a minus one eighty favorite against not the worst team. Get out of here, dude. Because they won one series. Get out. There's no way. <laughs> Chat is popping. Jdg, I mean, there's a chance Jdg are like where they're gonna be, but it's looking to me like this is gonna be like a battle to the last day for seeding. Like it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fist fight for the top four. Now Jdg need they're a win behind everybody else ahead of them. Like they're all the other teams are at ten or eleven, they're at nine, so they are gonna need this if they want to actually battle for top four, which is the the good seeding you can get.
2: Yeah, they're going to want to sweep out. They have LNG, LGD, OMG, so they should be able to 3-0 those three matches, and they're going to they're going to need to probably. Yeah, that's what it looks like to me.
0: Any any love for LGD here? Nah, nothing here. None. Wow. Sunday, LCK. We've got DRX plus three seventy nine against Damwon Gaming minus six twenty five. I'll give you the long and short of this one. Unless you think Damwon are are, are mailing it in, it's Damwon. <laughs> like. I know it's a big number, but this team is so much better than D R X, it's not even funny.
2: Yeah, I would agree with you there. I don't know that I'm gonna make any bets in this game. Maybe minus one and a half. Minus one forty three is a pretty large number though. I still think it's probably bettable. Yeah.
3: Is it six yeah, again, is it okay or five? What's up? Six. Six,
1: six yeah. They're they're not they're top also, six.
0: they're not doing gauntlet anymore. It's just a
1: regular yeah. bracket. They changed the playoff, yeah.
3: So DRX, DRX is in playing for anything either. Okay. Well, they're, they're in already,
0: but uh, I'm going to look real quick.
3: They could move up to... I don't think they can. They I could at least secure have... that fourth spot right, yeah. and avoid...
0: They could secure fourth... They could actually still move up to third or
3: second, second technically. Yeah.
0: Like, if they win both of theirs and Genji lose to Damwon and...
3: and... I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. We're trying to look it's at game. From that the problem.
0: Is they're only plus two in game differential, so they have the worst game differential of all these teams. Even if they go, if they go two zero two zero to end the season, that would include 2-0 and damn one, which I don't think is going to happen. But it
1: could. I don't know.
0: They they're they're live to get the third seed. I I don't know if they're live to get the second seed.
1: Might as well if they have something to play for. I can guarantee that they'll lose. That's just what happens in league. Um, so better better for them if they don't have anything to play for. I'm going to be on one here like almost
0: 100%. Like I'm probably going to back one, and then if, if they, they look like they just don't give a shit at all against Gen J tomorrow, then maybe I'll come back and hit the RX a little bit. Just, you know, hedge out of it or something. Um, I doubt that though. Just coma teams. I don't think we're going to see that. T1 minus 625 also against uh, Afrika plus 375. Weird that it's uh, – you know, it's probably took some money. So um, Afrika, T1. This is the one Afrika win, right? Josh, yes, I, I feel you. Afrika are going to, like, lose – they're going to, like, lose that series. They're going to lose to, like, Nongshim, and they're going to come back and, like – they're going to pull out a random-ass, like, 2-1 win over T1. And they're going to throw into question everything we've learned about T1 going into the playoffs. They're going to beat the T1 good roster, too, just to throw another wrench in the plans to make us really question our lives. I hate this team so
2: much. <laughs> I just don't like the odds in this game. I wish I could get better odds on T1 minus one and a half. But
3: uh, since it's not there, I think I'm just going to
2: pass.
0: Yeah, I think wait for lineups. I think if they're good lineups, and probably back T1.
3: Uh, this is disgustingly an Afrika bet, so just don't bet. Just go to sleep, please. You're from an A, <laughs> this is during bedtime. Just please, just save your souls. You
1: wake up, you prepare yourself for the LCS. That's what you got to do.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, so that's our sleep this week. So the LEC starts up next week. We'll have, um, we'll definitely have uh, some conversations about that playoff. Uh, I mean, just like quick off top of your head thoughts, I haven't seen lines for this anywhere yet.
2: For the first LEC matches, yeah, for the
0: first LEC, just like off top of your head, like I know we probably haven't looked too much into it yet, but We've got G two against Schalke. That's that's G two smashes. G two smashes. Yep. G two is going to be like minus fourteen hundred favorites in that series or something. At least they should be. Um, Rogue against Mad Lions. I know you guys are probably going to be on Mad Lions, but I'm trying to figure out where that number is going to be.
2: That's the interesting I, I think I think I'm on the Rogue side, even though I'm not a big Rogue fan. I haven't been that impressed with Mad Lions this season. Yeah. I think we'll have to see the line.
1: Rogue is not going to play like G2, because G2 would drop a game to a Mad Lions for no reason, like they did last year, but not Rogue. Let's see.
0: Just trying to see where
1: my model makes this one.
0: Oh, yeah, that's ugly. Uh, maybe not. This is probably going to be ballpark like minus 200 for Rogue would be my guess. I might back Rogue at minus 200 even
2: though I'm not a big yeah. Rogue fan.
0: They're just really consistent. Like that's the that's the that's the thing with them is like even if you don't like them, like the one thing they do well is they're consistent for the most part game to game except when they play G2 and they just choke or they just decide they don't want to they don't want to do what they're good at anymore, but um
2: I they're not
0: going to lose to anybody that's not G two, I don't think.
2: Fnatic has the upside, I think. I yeah, think I could see Fnatic. Favorite, I, can can I see Fnatic maybe
0: doing it, but like I, I got a lot of questions about that team too right now. I, I think Fnatic might They've actually just. COVID. I think. Well, that too. I think Fnatic might actually just be bad. I was like thinking about it more. I was like watching a lot of shows. Like I, I don't know if I'm buying this, man. They're like the bad version of Hanwha. They're like the low dice rolling version of Hanwa. Like Hanwa take all these fights and they can win it because Chovy's a fucking god. I don't think Fnatic has a Chovy. That's the problem, right? Like, I don't know. Fnatic against SK is the other one.
3: Any thoughts? Uh, I will say just in terms of the the Rogue matchup sticking on it for a second, I think there is avenues to where they could lose. They're just not very likely, but like, hypothetically Humanoid's Mad Lions yeah. arguably best player, so he could maybe maybe match, neutralize Larson and then if Rogue just decides to draft Kalista in the bot lane and, and give John everything he loves to hate about League of Legends, then uh, there's a chance that, you know, Mad Lions could pull off something, but I don't think it's super likely, personally.
0: Humanoid, by the way, um, somebody was talking about best players in the LEC or LCS, somebody was on Twitter, it would have been Corey, I don't know. Um, and I was, like, looking into it, because, like, I hadn't really done too much on. I was, like, just, like, off the top of my head, just chilling at work or whatever. And I was looking at Humanoid. Humanoid blind picks, like, the third most of any mid laner, and he's, like, top three in all differentials. So, my man's killing it. I know he, he has some low-light games every once in a while, but he he reminds me a lot of, like, Prime Jazuke, Like, when Jazuke was just killing it on Vitality, where he had a couple games where it's like, dude, what? Like, what are you doing, dude? But like for the most part, he's killing it. So maybe a guy that's like, uh, what do you call it? A little little like Vici or Rare Adam syndrome where people remember the low lights and they're not looking at the consistent game-to-game performance, myself included, by the way. But, yeah, he's been killing. Larson, by the way, is in that top three for being blind most of the time and is... Also, top three and everything. So
3: that's what I was going to say. The funny part yeah. is the the only guy that actually still yeah, plays exactly. that, <laughs> that that gets that counter fixed is Larson. So it's crazy. Um,
0: yeah, it's really really cool. The, the The European so Fnatic SK. I hate Fnatic so much, but they're they're gonna obliterate this team. I think SK are frauds.
2: Yeah, I think SK is pretty fraudulent. Uh, I think we good. see Fnatic come out of here. <laughs> I do think Fnatic. We might just end up deciding that Fnatic just isn't very good.
0: But SK are um, definitely not very good.
2: But yeah, but SK is just really definitely yeah. not very good. So. What do you think the
0: line's gonna be on that series? Two fifty for Fnatic. They usually get a lot of favorite. It's usually heavy handed on on Fnatic. They're gonna be like minus two fifty or something like that. I think. Maybe higher. What do you think? We get like a three hundred? If we get into that ballpark, I might just need to take SK and I'm gonna hate myself. But. Like I mean, look, so like the the argument for SK. So the reason I like Fnatic so much in this series, is it's like early game and and SK suck in the early game, so they're just gonna let Fnatic do what they're good at. But Fnatic also make a lot of dumb mistakes, and SK are good at capitalizing on those. So this is kind of like fire and ice. This is a fire and ice series, right? So interesting. Okay, we're gonna talk more about those next week once we get numbers for it for sure. But for now, we have. Pick of the week, and none of us wrote them down yet. so This is going to be kind of fun. We're
2: going to be. I wrote one point. down.
0: Did you? Uh, slide that up there. Oh, I'll recap last week's. Uh, yeah, vitality did win this. Cash it. Turn it green. Turn it green. So last week I had top. You guys saved me. One, uh, I, I saved you last
2: week, and you guys saved me this week.
0: We had bounce back week. We had a good week. Finally, we it was, it was we were due something like that, right? <laughs> some fallacy. Some I fucking. Policy.
2: I fucking knew Eastar was gonna lose
3: this <laughs> Dude, that was, me, last, that was me the we last, that was me the last two
0: weeks it. before it, too. We're like, this is so like,
2: bad. Every single stat says E Star, and they're an underdog, so fucking guaranteed they're losing That's the Afrika
0: problem, <laughs> dude. It's like this team doesn't suck, but they suck. I hate it. <laughs> I had top esports plus one twenty eight against EDG. I wrote about it and backed top at anything up to like minus one eighty or whatever it was. That was a slam dunk. Uh, EDG did take game two. I think honestly, did anybody else think that series probably should have been a two zero? I mean, top kind of kind of threw game two a little bit. That was a good series. That was, that whole day, that whole weekend, last weekend, the LPL was fire. There's so many. Oh matches. yeah, that
1: was fun. It's
0: a great. It was a great weekend slate. Um, we've got. John had E Star. That lost. That was the only loser. Chris had Misfits against Fnatic. Nice cash there. And then John that one was Josh.
1: Go yeah, because that one was a little tricky because we thought that was going to be a Friday game. And I was like, well, Friday randomness usually happens. But thank goodness Fnatic decided to end the whole week. Yeah, just the right. whole week. She's
0: Coming in on a low point. Maybe Fnatic are going to be cheap. I didn't think about that because of how they <laughs> performed the last week. That would be lit. Through, if yes. we get like a minus 180 or something on Fnatic, give me that all yeah, day. I'd back. love a low Fnatic number. That would be sick. Um, Vitality plus 129 against Misfits Cash on the back of Melissa LeBlanc, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, look, what what do we say? Like, I mean, I said it in my write-up. We said it in the Discord before the, before the match started. We didn't talk about much on the show last week. But, like, if you just pick pick a strong mid-jungle duo, it doesn't even matter if they do anything. Because they effectively didn't do anything in that game, except don't let Razor and take over. And that's all they did. They just just threatened it with picks that are strong 2v2. That's all they did. And then Crowny e did the rest. So, yeah, good win by Vitality. I was glad to see them actually show up for that too. Like that they very easily could have been bummed out for that game. Oh,
1: yeah. but uh pick last thing. Okay. Sorry, just, one. Ahead, just just a quickly, uh, the narrative is undefeated on Misfits. The, the only time they actually <laughs> won as favorites are the two games against Astralis. Never again. Not for the whole season.
0: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Pick of the week for this week. Who's got theirs ready? John, looks like you're good to go.
2: Yep, I've got my pick of the week. Uh, I'm going to go T1 minus 1.5 against DRX at plus 121. I like that T1 bet. I think T1's ramping up into form. This seems like a good spot to get them a good value against a team that I think is falling off of form as the season goes on. Uh, I like it.
0: Chris, you got yours there?
1: So Yes, uh, this should be a layup, I hope. Uh, I picked Team Liquid uh, minus one and a half map against uh, TSM. Like I mentioned, they will likely lose no more than one game uh, against TSM. I think they're just dominant. It's a dominant team, and they're not going to troll around in in the mid-MSs. I
0: like it. Uh, I'm going to go with... Josh, did you have yours lined up?
3: I wanted you to choose first because okay, if you don't choose first. one, I think I'll take it, but I'm not sure. Uh, we
0: might be looking. So I'm. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take fun plus minus one and a half against um that team that I just scrolled past against Victory Five at minus one sixty
3: four. Ah, uh, we're taking my Okay, is Let's that see, what you were looking get. at? No, no, no. I I mean, how much do I want to hate myself is the real question.
0: Oh, it's like, a the easiest bet on the board. Yeah, you just hate it's Afrika, starts, so Afrika is the like, easiest bet on this entire card. Change yeah, my mind.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. So, so I mean I'm glad you agree with that, which means it's a virtual lock to not hit. Um I think sandbox is a good look. Because of inverse confidence, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna go back to my homeland and take C nine <laughs> okay. minus one and a half versus 100 okay. Thieves. I can see that.
0: I was gonna say I I think sandbox a good look here. I think uh,
3: I think a freak is the bet, like minus 105 against Longshot. Afrika freak is the best value on the board. I think. I just I, I like what am I looking at here? Like I I mean it's just you know what you know what this it's what well, let me see my it's gotta happen right? <laughs> let me see my results. What are where are we sitting at right here? Oh I
0: didn't so I didn't add this week's in yet because I. Okay, you time. didn't so have we this week's plus
3: money. I'm I'm up like one and a half units. All right, it's time. We're not even doing it, dude. We're going all in. Just Freaking and a half. Freak a minus one and a half against non-Chim. I like it.
0: I like it. Boom.
3: Boom. That's that's
2: balls. There. I
3: like there it. it is. It's a we good position. It. We sent it. It's just a good position. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah a lot of decent spots so usually as the series like the season goes on like this it gets harder and harder like the you know the lines like sharpen up I think the markets get a better read for for you know what's working and you see lines move a lot faster when they take you know people have strong convictions on either side so line gets a lot of sharper faster uh, so I'm kind of surprised we found so many decent positions this week but I think there's a bunch of good ones so yeah I think uh, we're gonna get on out of here. Actually, have like a not two and a half hour show for a change because we didn't have like 15 million games to get through, which is actually kind of nice. We'll give the gr- the crew the best of the week, the rest of the night off to maybe go play some league or TFT or get some work done or whatever.
2: There is at least but one more thing
0: to do. There is at least one more thing to do.
2: Yeah, that's correct. We got to let you guys know next week's gonna be a really big show, really big show next week. Uh, special, special edition. Got a big story for you guys. Uh some really exciting stuff in there. Uh it's it's something I've wanna talk about for a long time. It's time to get it off my chest, really let the viewers hear about it, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a banger. It's gonna be a big time banger. Uh definitely be here next week.
0: I totally forgot listener pick of the week, by the way, because I'm an idiot, so let me roll for this really quick. And the winner is Morrison's view, at Morrison's view, this is uh my buddy Adam. Uh he's got a parlay liquid and Cloud9 money lines at minus one oh six. Which I think is a pretty good uh that's a nice position there. Got all parlays this week, goddamn. I always want to do the meme parlay from the from, uh, A V H two A G. The the T one mid series sub. Are you booking action on that, bud? <laughs>
2: Oh, I do have an actual short story to tell at the end of this one. Oh, yeah, go, yeah, go was, for it. Go for it. Something I was proud of uh, this week of myself. So, like oh, yeah. two weeks ago, I saw this person talking about a cryptocurrency. Oh, God. Here and, <laughs> this and is not financial advice. It. No, it's not financial advice <laughs> in any way. But I saw someone talking about this, and I am now using the official trademarked Wilson investing strategy, which is the first time you hear about anything, just go do it immediately. <laughs> don't worry about whether or not it's good. Go do it right now. Don't put any amount of money you can afford to lose in it. That's a strategy. I'm not giving you advice. But uh, just don't put an amount of money you can't afford to lose in it, but just go get involved immediately. So that way you're a first adopter of many things. So I, heard this, I saw this cryptocurrency and I was like, man, I really want to get involved with this. And I looked around and I couldn't figure out how to get involved with it. Like I couldn't find exchanges that had it available that I could use and whatever. So I gave up. Like three days later, I saw someone else mention it. And I was like, you know what? I really want to get involved with this. I've seen it mentioned twice now. I went looking around for it. I couldn't find uh, a way to get involved with it. So I went to go to sleep that night. And honestly, it was just eating my head when I was in bed. I was like, this is why those guys make a million dollars on one trade because they figure out how to get it. And I'm laying in bed, not figuring out how to get it and going to sleep. And so I got up and I spent like literally five hours figuring out how to get this (laughs) cryptocurrency. And I got it. And I locked it in. And now I'm hoping that in some number of years, this is my story of how I originally got rich. Not by being smart <laughs> or educated, but just by being willing to not go to bed and, try and figure out how to get it. And I finally did it. And now, unfortunately, now every, other people have had the same idea as me. And you can go all kinds of places on the internet to find out how to get this cryptocurrency <laughs> now. But when I tried to do it, there was nowhere that was telling me how to do it. Oh, man. It's crypto season.
0: Speculation season, really. That's the whole... That's like a that's like a, a, a world meta at the moment, like over the last few years. It's just like, you know spec, like spec, speculation season. That's the new. I didn't even talk about it. Did you, I wrote down this goofy episode title, but I kinda wanna make that one the the thing. But uh did you see we were talking in Discord earlier. We were like if you exclude this, if you exclude the Rogue Warriors and the Garvey Experiment, and I was like, "Oh, the Garvey Experiment sounds like a psychedelic band from the '60s, doesn't it?" Like, <laughs> it really does. <laughs> it's like so perfect. Dude. <laughs> all right, so you guys got anything else? I Think we're gonna get out of here. I have an early night for a change. I actually still gotta go write on TTR Rogue Warriors because that line is up now, and I didn't have lines for it when the the article uh, when I put my article out this afternoon. So, all right, guys. That's going to be it for us. Uh, obviously, rate, review, subscribe. Keep bringing in Listener Pick of the Weeks. Tell your friends. We're going to get more people involved. Uh, love seeing the same faces. I love the loyal listeners, but it's always good to see some new faces too. So Zero mentions of Harrow in the show. There you go. There's your one. Is it Harrow season tomorrow, guys?
2: I mean, now that the GT line is like minus 700, it's pretty much a lock that RW is going to win. So, do with that what you will.
0: Avalanche is going to be rolling in dough tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I love how, like, I I do love that, like, the, you know, I'll take this time to say this. I just want to, I just want to say that I appreciate that this community in general, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of acid thrown around, but for the most part, like everyone's good spirits. Everyone having fun. The discord has been an absolute blast. And I think we all appreciate all of you because you make it all. It's more fun to watch with friends, right? And we have like we have these really serious discussions, we have these really memey discussions, everyone's standing their favorite players over and over, like we got Avalanche with the Harrow stand, we got Crown the Crown Lord you know, Lord of Crown Shots Twitch chat over here. Who else? Who I'm trying to think of who's who who do we tie to this? Me see? and N.A. Viper. You and NA Viper. Me and Emrick with our rare Adam slash Vici love affair. <laughs> Chris with RNG like it's it's so fun. It's it's been an absolute blast. So uh let's keep that going. Let's get some more friends involved with this. It's a lot of fun, guys. So I think that's going to be it for us this week. Uh let's get paid this week. All right. Everybody have a great weekend. The Gold Card podcast opening theme is Clouds by Harvey and the Henderson's. Closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by The Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode.